0: From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Kraft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Singer-songwriter Jeff Black has been performing since the 1990s after getting a guitar as a 10-year-old. He's performed with or had his songs covered by Alison Krauss and Union Station, Waylon Jennings, Blackhawk, Dirks Bentley, John Randall, John Oates, Jerry Douglas, and Sam Bush. Jeff Black will be in Columbus with six-string concerts on December 3rd. Welcome to Kraft. Jeff Black.
1: Hello you. It's my honor to be here.
0: So your latest album, I believe is your 10th release, is Folklore. And uh, the title track is a song called Rider Comin', which has some really interesting lyrics in it, in which um, in my not particularly uh, knowledgeable view of music might even be something sort of like the chorus, although it's only done once. But it goes Rider Comin' down the long dark road
1: all packed up and journey proud to get home.
0: Say your prayers, save yourself, save your soul, and never be satisfied. I was curious about the writing of that song and how Always you came to you know, a conclusion like never out. be satisfied. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: I think that in my mind when that song was coming around, I thought about it as being a short study and never settling and uh and sometimes never settling means going down that longer road and going down that darker road or taking that path less traveled and uh i think it being a short study and never settling is probably uh about the best explanation i can i can give you you know it's like as i i get uh Emails and I get letters from people about what they think they what my songs mean to them, and I always find that other people's interpretations of my songs are a lot more interesting than mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, when you're you're writing a song like that and you're you're thinking about never settling, how did that come about for you? Was that a topic that you were engaged with a lot at the time?
1: Yeah, I was. I, I wanted to make that kind of record that was just full of urgency where it was i sat down i played the song i took a couple of takes and uh just picked the best one and i i think that i think that songs like that i usually have an idea that i've something that i'd like to speak about but um a lot of people take different approaches to writing songs and sometimes they will have a chorus and then they'll build around it. And it's almost always been my, the case with me is that I usually just start at the beginning. It's like, um, I'm thinking about a story. It's almost like I'm reading a book for the first time. And so when I write, I start and I start trying to roll that film in my head and I start seeing those pictures. And that one in particular, I thought about uh, a candle in the wind, the, you know, the candlelight in the wind, the blow. it's blowing and it's raining and, and it's, um, there's really not much you can do about mother nature except just keep, uh, keep moving. And I pictured uh, myself maybe out of one place into another, because I, I was maybe at the time I was, I was, um, I don't think struggling was the right word, but I was, uh, feeling like i was in between um some projects that um i couldn't quite put a frame around it and i'm you know i usually write more songs than i need for an album and uh the cover of that album i think was the main what uh was the main inspiration it's a picture that my grandmother took um probably in the early thirties maybe like thirty three something like that looks like Thirty-two or thirty-three. My it's my dad and my uncle Lyle, and my dad's probably nine or ten in that picture. And um, they were um, they handed me this humble musical legacy. Uh, my dad played a little tenor banjo when he was a kid, and my uncle Lyle played guitar. And um, I just I had a thousand pictures, and you know, and since a, since a picture paints a thousand words, or that phrase is it's uh to me to me it seemed like it was um there was a, a swirling of ideas that i thought the best approach to it was to keep it as simple as i possibly could and just use a guitar or a banjo to carry the song mm-hmm. um,
0: it's interesting uh, because that like you said that picture is on the front of the uh the cd and it's one of those faded torn photos that probably everybody has in their you know that shoebox full of photos that you get uh, from the family i know that i've got things like that i've got some that look so similar to it and uh it's uh, you know one of those things that i think unites a lot of people is looking at those old photos and trying to figure out you know who were these people at that time and how does this relate to who I became? So uh, do, are there other songs on that album or on the album that I think is uh, the new one that's coming out next year for you that are uh, derivations of photographs for you? Is that a common thing to for you to look at a photograph and say, hey, this thing speaks to me in a particular way that would make a good song?
1: Well, not yet. Um, there is a picture of my brother and I uh, standing on the front porch of my grandma's house and where she would moved later on, uh, that I usually keep uh, on top of my, uh, recording rig, but I can't say that, uh, it has inspired any songs, but it is inspiring to think about how, uh, innocent and powerful and almost indestructible you are when you're about six or eight years old. And so, uh, I try to keep that in mind as I, uh, move into my
0: 50s. You know, uh, speaking of that, uh, when I was doing research on your your background, I admit to have visited Wikipedia just to sort of flow through. And they had uh, your birth date listed as Circa, 1960s, which I hadn't seen before, um, and thought was a really interesting moment, because it ends a, a, an air of mystery to your biography, um, uh, to be circa uh, 1960s. <laughs> it's like a precious artifact found at a, uh, you know, some sort of archaeological dig, is what you usually see circa 1840s, circa the 7th century, or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I
1: always found that funny, too. You know, all of those uh, I've never gone in and tried to even edit the Wikipedia. All that stuff just sort of, I think it's all gathered. There's, there are robots that gather that stuff. And it comes, mainly comes through um, uh, some articles that came about. And there's so much stuff missing in there too. And one of them would be my year of my birth, which is 1962. I always found that pretty curious.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it again. I like that that air of mystery. Uh, and I'm going to start mm-hmm. when when people ask me when I go to the BMV for my license renewal from now on. I'm just going to say I'm circa the 1960s as well. Uh, yeah, that you do- I think I think circa is good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a it's a new it's a new song idea that you can talk about the the loss of um, specificity with our birthdays. From now on, we're just going to be circa a particular decade uh, to to let people know how old we are. You've also got a a really cool podcast called Black Tuesdays uh, that you uh, play songs and. Uh, you have people talk about um, some of the interesting connections they have with your songs. And there's a, a, a person talking about um, a traffic incident uh, in which your song helped her to, mm-hmm. uh, to not have to uh, pay a speeding fine. So I'm curious about how those come about. Are those things that uh, people, those stories that people tell you at um, events, at concerts, They, how, how does that work for you, that podcast?
1: Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think Devin, uh, she lives in Lincoln. I think it's up in Nebraska. And uh, she did. She came up and told, she goes, I've got to tell you this story. And then after she did, I said, you have got to record that for me. Because just the way she tells it is was wonderful. And I thought uh, I really, really wanted to share that with folks. Because I felt like it was one of those little moments in life that I did not want to let get away because it it was straight out of a it was straight out of a movie or a book.
0: <laughs>
1: and I just happened to be involved in it. So.
0: Right. Are you going to be able to advertise <laughs> your songs from now on as being able to get people out of traffic tickets or or other, you know, legal uh-huh. problems they might have. Hey, here, here's a Jeff Black song to get you out of that problem.
1: That would be <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I would really love to be able to do that. I'm I'm afraid I don't uh I don't have that much of power, oh, darn and it. Uh, I don't. I don't have. I don't know. I know. I don't have those. I can't pull that many strings.
0: Okay. So the last question is: uh, I mentioned earlier uh, off your website, you've got a new album coming out next year, uh, and uh, if that's still in the works, can you tell us a little bit about what's up next? Well, the working title
1: uh, for this album is called Calliope Song, and uh, you've probably seen them on the back of riverboats, and it is. Uh, There's no modulation there's not a lot of dynamics in a calliope um it uh is music is generated by pressure and steam and uh, it seems like uh life as takes you down one road and i was writing a lot of songs that were i thought i was uh trying to keep a thread there what was going on in life and and then, uh, and then life takes a turn and hope springs eternal. And, um, all of a sudden you think, well, I think I'm missing some stories. So I went back in to rewrite a lot of songs. I've got a few things recorded and I'm hoping to get it out by early spring.
0: Well, that's something we can look forward to a new album from Jeff Black. And I thank you very much for talking to me today. We we'll look forward to your a show on December 3rd with Six String Concerts in Columbus.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Really, really love to come up and play Six String. It's one of
0: my favorites. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative.